Handball is growing in popularity in Clare with the county hosting the national championships in 2023. There are currently eight clubs operating across the county at both juvenile and adult levels with more expected to come back on stream over the coming months. And Clare Handball Chairman Tommy Hegarty joined Clare FM's Derek Lynch to chat about their plans for the future. This feature, Sport in Focus, is funded by Commission Naman with the television licence fee. Our latest Sport and Focus series here on Clare FM. Delighted to be shining a light on handball in the county. It's a huge tradition, huge success in recent years and plenty to talk about with the current chairman. And uh, delighted to have you in here, Tommy Hegarty, all the way from Clare Castle uh, into our studios here in Francis Street. Um, Clare handball, it, it means a lot to a lot of people and it's a big, massive tradition in this county. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me in today, Derek. Yeah, it's a it's a pleasure to be here, and uh, yeah, handball. I suppose is I suppose it's one of the the the, the more lesser uh, of the known GAA sports, um, but yeah, it's it's it has a very very proud tradition in Clare. Um, you know, I suppose down through the years, and I'm involved in handball. Uh, nearly 30 years or more now at this stage um, but you know it, 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 we have had uh, a very very strong uh, tradition strong um, ethos in, in, in handball in Clare and I suppose we have been one of the more successful uh, counties in, 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 in Munster and in, in Ireland and I suppose look I suppose that that's testament to those that put in the, the hard work at club level. Um, I suppose we would be one of the stronger number wise in in Munster as well. Um, we've currently eight clubs on the go. Um, I suppose down through the years we would have lost one or two. The likes of Liston Verna, I know, were very strong back in the day when when I started playing in, in particular. Um, Shannon would have uh, lost, but they're now back on stream. Tuna went quite for a few years, and they're now back on, on online uh, with a very very strong uh, juvenile club there, and um, there are a few adults coming on board there as well. Yeah, I suppose that's the the thing. Like, I mean, it's it's with every club. Um, there's no point coming back into the fold with with your adult section. I guess you, it is that build from the bottom base. Like, um, what is it about the sport that attracted you to it first? Well, I suppose um, I was a young fellow growing up in Clarecastle and love and hurling. Of course, as you know, as it was. Uh, didn't play much football. I was never strong enough or big enough to play that, unfortunately. But yeah, no, no, I, I played handball. And then um, the Michael Slattery and a couple of his um, co cohorts and Cayman Jones got together and they decided to build this uh, fantastic sports complex that we now have in Kercastle, um, which was, I suppose, a little bit before its time. Um, you know, no other place in Munster had this uh, two handball alleys, two squash courts, and meeting room, uh, showers and saunas. And of course, like back, what was it, you know, 25 years ago now, nearly at this stage, um, it, it, it was a novelty. So, of course, you know, trying to get a book a game of handball or trying to even get a game of squash down there was it was impossible. You were nearly in the first team one in the morning when, when God rest him, Mickey Dart and Patsy O'Loughlin, Sparrow's Father, when they had the court open, you were in booking your court, uh, your slot, you know. But look, it, to me at the time then, I suppose, we were all playing handball. And, and from a hurling perspective, it was, it, it was just a, an absolute bonus because you're... 
your hand-eye coordination, your reflexes, the, you know, it was just a game for, for, for the winter months and I know all the hurlers at, back that time, we were in the courts playing handball and having a bit of crack, playing the county leagues. Some of us did very, very well, you know, out of, Fergie Lachlan won the skills in Fela one year. Um, Sparrow played handball, Dalo played handball, you know, he won a county championship as well. So we were all playing handball and it was actually developing us um, on the hurling field. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've seen that transfer to modern day as well. I mean, we were talking there off air a while ago. Mark Rogers, young hurler of the year, he competed and won in world championships. Plenty more with him as well. Look, we don't need to talk about Dermot Nash, but we will in a while because he's yep. obviously one of the, the great lights of the game. So like that natural connection is, is there between the two sports anyway. Well, 100%. And, um, you know, you, we, as you said, we mentioned um, Mark Rogers there. Um, Adam Hogan is another player uh, who competed regularly at underage um, and I know Dougie has often uh, commended the two that people should be playing um, handball during the winter months you know for their for their hand and eye coordination and of course and look it's 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 in it's it, you're in a warm building I suppose and it's a bit of fun it's a bit of crack and at the same time you know if you want to take it serious you can take it serious you know and, and, and you have mentioned there Dermot you know a phenomenal ambassador for our sport here in Clare absolutely fantastic uh, gentleman Yeah we've got we've got through some of their, his achievements along with Colin Crean obviously in, in yeah. a while as well but like you talk about the history of Clare handball I'm not going to put you on the spot and ask Quinn did it start but like you talk clear handball the Kirby's are a name that are mentioned with, with great revered kind of uh, tones across the across the county oh yeah look um, I suppose we are in the centenary of uh, GAA handball uh, this year we're 100 years uh, gone um, and I suppose I don't know as I, said, and I wouldn't be able to give you an honest answer anyway <laughs> I'd be telling you a life I know when Claire Amble started but look um, yeah, yeah you have to go back and, and look at the likes of the Kirby's uh, Pat John Dan you know they all played handball down through the years and they were you know the, the shining lights for Claire Hamble, uh back in the, the, the late 60s Mick Hogan you know Jimmy Welch you know, he hurled for Clare in, in goal as well. Um, you know, all the, and, and, and they're all Tungreni. They had the 40 by 20, they had the 60 by 30, massive 60 by 30 players. And of course then, as we all know, the, the likes of the Pat Kirby's, who, who, who was synonymous, not just in Clare, not just in Munster, or all, 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 all Ireland, but in the world scene of handball, when they went on and won world titles. And I suppose, you know, Pat Kirby then went on to the States and he won world titles and, and, and US nationals over there as well. So, like, I suppose from that perspective and, and seeing, I suppose, back into the day, and I know it's coming back online now again with Tina G, um, the, the the Top Ace was a great programme that we all grew up watching uh, when I was younger anyway. And it was a timed game. It was, it was a novelty. You saw a bit of handball. It wasn't championship handball but at the same time it was it got a bit of television uh, viewing going you know Absolutely and that, that's vital to maybe foster interest because you mentioned there are eight clubs and I know there's juvenile and adult sections within that numbers wise and, and without again trying to put too much of an exact figure on it but membership for handball and clear quite strong at the moment Yeah we're, we'd be fairly strong um, we'd be up on about 220 adult members and probably in the region of maybe 300 to 350 juveniles. Um, now, obviously, 
the, the thing with the juveniles, not all of those will be playing uh, championship, you know, they'll, they'll be beginners and newcomers and that kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, that be those will be the kind of numbers we're, we're progressing. We recently, the last three nights actually in Castle, we've had um, three coaching courses where 29 new coaches have been uh, brought on stream, which that, is great. That's, that's probably as impressive as the the numbers playing the game because it's it's very easy coax a fella into playing a game and getting him involved in a sport, but getting somebody then to come in and volunteer to coach that that's a massive success story, isn't it? That is a big thing, Derek. Yeah. Look, you know, I suppose, and and nobody wants to be mentioning the bad sides of sports in general, right? Um, you know, but. If you don't have the coaches, if you don't have the trainers, if you don't have the the support from parents, especially at underage level, you won't have any um, structures or you won't have any clubs playing because we all know the red tape that's going with sports and child protection and all of that that's going on at the moment. So if you don't have that, you will have nothing anyway. So it is imperative that, you know, those coaches are being trained, uh, they're getting their foundation levels, they're getting their level ones, and they're progressing on the the, the, the players that are coming through the, the, the ranks, you know. It's, a, it's, it's an imperative uh, situation that we're in, and it's great to see the numbers being uh, driven through the, 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 the training camps. We've spoken about the youth, we've spoken about those that are maybe in their prime, and again, we'll come back to Dermot and Colin to, to acknowledge what they've done. Mm-hmm. But one thing that has always struck me, particularly reading the roundups, I know all the constant of savage work in, in in, in that side of things as well with rounding things up but handball doesn't really seem to have an exit age either there's a very vibrant master scene there's lads that still go playing and it's great because you're playing against somebody of your own ilk so you can still compete at whatever level it is yeah and I suppose that's one of the the the, the what shall we call it the banners of, 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 of handball is that you can start at a very, very young age, and you can stay going until you're still able to walk. You know, as the man says, no. And and look, I, I will mention the likes of Jimmy Walsh, which I mentioned there earlier on. He was still playing up to two or three years ago, and he was in his 70s. Yeah. You know, he was playing his, his, his Golden Masters and all of this, you know. And, and it's great to see those guys going in just playing for the sake of playing and having a bit of fun and, ha- and going out and meeting people and meeting new people that, you know, you're going from your county championship to your provincial championship to your All-Ireland championship and um, you know it's great to see those guys continuing on playing and not only continuing on playing but they're below they're the first ones below the alley when there's a big match on or you know and they're giving a helping hand out to each club as well you know so it is great Yeah absolutely Um, Take us then to we'll say the modern day and every time we talk about a big event here in Clare for handball Colin Cree and Dermot Nash they're the two names that we keep coming back to because what those two fellas in particular have achieved both together and separate in the last maybe we'll call it seven or eight years or thereabouts and I know Dermot had a fabulous event there uh, fantastic to win that title on his home court as well in recent months but like they are two fabulous fabulous outlets for the sport aren't they? Yeah and look I suppose from uh, a clear handball uh, background, I suppose, when you have players of the caliber of Deer, of Dermot, Colin, uh, Sean Considine, um, sorry, Sean Coughlin coming up at the minute, he's now in, into the senior ranks. 
when you have those kind of players, your your younger players who obviously want to uh, aspire to being the, the next Dermot Nash, uh, they can see them playing locally. It's 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 great. Like Dermot, as you say, won the nationals um, on his own home court there recently. They won the doubles last year. Um, you know, Colin has really stepped up uh, himself. <clears throat> to to playing at that senior ranks and it's it's a tough tough um, ask. They're both playing hurling with their clubs. Mm-hmm. Um, they're you know and, and handball needs a lot of time and, and and dedication to to be able to be competitive at that level. You know, um, you know the in in, in I suppose we were mentioning Dear Madeira and, and Colin. We also have the Katrina Milans. You know of of, of the world. You know and the lady side yeah. who are now starting to come on board at senior level you know and I suppose we would be very proud of all of the ladies as well uh, as the men mm-hmm. that um, play handball in Clare and again the Rogers family well represented in that oh, well, the Rogers just seem to have a conveyor belt is the word <laughs> I was looking for there they just seem to be bringing them on Mark is doing some great stuff over there right? so it's, you know but uh, look it's it's um, and Ger, sorry Ger Rogers the father um, so like look it is what it is. We we are mindful of the fact that, you know, not everybody will make it to senior level. And I suppose it's it's about competing and it's about being competitive and, and, and playing for fun. I know there's a lot of new uh, ideas coming online with handball because at the end of the day, as as we say, at, at Dee's level and, and, and Colin's level, it, it, it's, it, it's it, I suppose... It's an elite sport, mm-hmm. but you have the fun side of things and things like the mums and the dads and the, the kids and the mums and the kids and the fathers, you know, com- types of competitions are coming o- online to try and get more people and make it a more family oriented sport as well. Talk to me about facilities in within the county um, as to roughly how many we have and I suppose give people an idea of what it takes A, to get them in place but B, to maintain them. I suppose that that's what people always look at a new facility and say, geez, that's lovely. But then you forget about three or four years down the line when it needs the lick of paint again. Yeah. Look, I suppose um, down through the years and I suppose most of the um, clubs that are there would be, th- there wouldn't be any real new clubs. Uh, there would be no new buildings um, but I suppose you have eight courts two of them in Clarecastle you have Tuna Tulla um, Clooney Kilkishan and the Mills have two but in separate venues and Tumgraney you know and now Broadford after reopening up again so while the facilities are there yes they do take a lot of minding they do take a lot of care uh, and I suppose you, you, you did mention there earlier on, Derek, about the Nationals, which were run recently, um, very successfully, may I add. Uh, but, like, we had to have um, dehumidifiers in the courts for two weeks running, 24 hours a day, just to make sure that the, the walls were dry, you know, uh, heating to make sure, obviously, people are warm when they go in and obviously then the electricity, which we all know has gone through the roof, you know. Um, so, but from that perspective, like, it, it does take money it, and, and, and clubs do find it hard to, um, to fundraise. Um, they do find it hard to, I suppose, uh, compete locally because 99% of the time, and, and, and we we, keep, we have kept saying it there, that the likes of Dermot Nash, Colin, uh, the Rogers, they're all involved in their hurling clubs. Uh, some of them are involved in, 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 in football clubs, 
in, in some places. So any fundraising that's been done has been done through that. And I suppose to, the handball side is, is sort of maybe forgotten, you know. Um, they do We do our own bit of fundraising from time to time and we try and give back something um, at the end of the year from, from the county board if we have anything left over. Um, it's, it's, it's minimal, you know, it's, it is minimal. But we, we do our best. We try our best, you know. Yeah, and like that's just it to finish up. It, it sounds as if it's in a very, very positive place moving forward. It's gathering momentum all the time and, and, and it's... Bit... <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. Yeah, listen, I suppose we'll, we'll, we'll go back to maybe five, six, seven years ago, Clare Handball was booming. Um, we had high numbers. Um, we had maybe, I, I, I think the last time we were maybe up on six or seven hundred juveniles. Um, we probably were over the 300 adults. Um, obviously, the big C, that COVID word, came in in the 2019-2020. Um, and it it rattled handball you know, to a level that nobody could have thought it could have gone so low. Um, I suppose handball being an indoor sport, Derek, was was to its detriment. Um, I suppose the fact that you had no handball for three years. Courts were sitting, lying idle. There was nobody being used. You couldn't actually go into them. Um, and then when it when it did eventually come back in and the GAA started bringing back in their rules for hurling and football and whatever else that you could play outdoors, you had a limited number going to matches, mm. you were still getting back playing. Okay, it mightn't have been ideal. There mightn't have been no supporters at matches there at times. Um, it was a weird type of situation, but the games went ahead. We were still not playing any games solely because of the fact that they were indoors and that remained the case until I suppose maybe just two years ago when I suppose we started going back into the alleys no doubles singles only and two players and one referee mm-hmm. when, when it came to championship games so that was a detrimental effect on handball as a sport not just in Clare Munster but in, in the whole of the country really and obviously all the world titles and all of that were everything was cancelled so from that perspective trying to now bring that back up to the level that it was at has been hard it has um, I suppose been um, a, a, an onerous task to try and get that and to get the people back involved get the people playing and it was hard to understand and comprehend how a player that was coming back into this into the fold now was actually only maybe playing under 12 at my, he's coming back in at minor now he was only 12 13 years of age when covid came in so he lost all those years you know all the players last three four five years of, of, of handball you know and that that just was totally detrimental to handball unfortunately but we're getting back and it's great to see you know and I suppose the likes of the national has been played here um, getting back up on the road and I suppose we're we're not even crawling or we're actually <laughs> running at this stage Tommy, we look forward to tracking handball across the year indeed. I know there's plenty of big events and uh, we'll uh, feature a few more profile interviews and all the rest of it. So the best of luck with it and uh, we'll be keeping in touch. Lovely, Derek, and thank you very much for having me here today. And uh, look, anything we can do at uh, for the sports desk here in Clare FM, we'd be more than happy to do so.
And that was uh, Claire Film Sports' Derek Lynch speaking with Claire Handball Chairman Tommy Hergerty for the first of our features on Minority Sports. This feature, Sport in Focus, is funded by Comishun Naman with the television licence fee. Claire-